I'm Angela Kelly Robeck, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful and wonderful Friday morning, or it could be afternoon or well into Saturday, depending on where you are joining us in the world. I appreciate you joining us and making us part of your day and part of your listening pleasure. As always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your continual support. Thank you so much for all the likes, shares, and follows. For all of those of you that have subscribed to our YouTube channel, thank you so much. Subscribing to our podcast, I really appreciate that. And we are also thrilled, as always, that we can bring value to your network as well as we have some amazing conversations in the ed tech space and, of course, in the creator space. So thank you so much for that. And today, I am really excited. Today, we have a wonderful, wonderful uh, set of guests that we have here. And I'm thrilled about today's conversation because as you know, uh, EdTech is my passion. And as EdTech continues to improve at light speeds now, it seems there's always something that is great and wonderful and something that can be very helpful, especially to our schools and our school districts and affecting them in a positive way and affecting our students in a positive way. So I'm really excited to welcome alongside here to the show. And we've got Scott Prescott and Dr. Clark Hayes here on the show. Good morning. We'll start off with Scott. Scott, how are you doing this morning? Uh, great. I, I have an almost seven-year-old daughter, so I'm trying to get her to camp um, is a fun challenge. And then the easy part of the day starts is uh, trying to, you know, help grow alongside. But I'm doing great. Thanks. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Scott. And Dr. Clark Hayes, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well, thanks. And thanks for having us on and trying not to melt here in, in North Carolina. It's been pretty oh, hot recently. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me, don't get me started on that heat also because here in Texas, it's just been very hot too as well. So. Again, they're all sorts of hot. It doesn't matter. You can say like, oh, well, I'm from Texas. No, no, no. All <laughs> sorts of hot is still hot. It doesn't matter. But thank you so much for being here on the show. I am really excited about today's conversation. And I'm excited and thrilled that people maybe who have not heard of Alongside yet will be hearing about it today and will be hearing about the amazing work that you are doing and the vision that you have so I'm really excited to dive in and jump in into this conversation. But before we do, I just want to give a warm good morning to Mr. Brian Carpenter, who's joining us. He's part of the Edu Podcast Network, too, as well. So, Brian, thank you so much. Who's joining us from the Canada area. And I always forget where it's at, you know, in Canada, but he's a great podcaster and a great friend, too, as well. So thank you so much for joining. All right. So let's go ahead and start off and dive in. As we know, mental health is something that is, you know, on the rise as far as conversations are concerned. Things have changed a lot, obviously, since we were in lockdown with COVID and schooling. And in my personal experience, I'll just throw that in a little bit, coming out of that and coming back into brick and mortar, 
things have been a little different. And on, honestly, even though people may say, oh, well, you know, now it's been year two, year three, things are getting a little bit more normal. You know, I don't know about all of that because I definitely see changes in students. We definitely see changes in, uh, you know, behavior, maybe things of that sort. And we also see maybe counselors that are being a little bit overwhelmed with a lot of the work that is happening, trying to meet with every student and meet their needs as well. And we know that that could be very tough. So when I heard about Alongside through uh, Daniel Lopez and his podcast, and Daniel's been a guest here on the show too as well, I was really excited to hear about the work that you're doing. So we'll start off with Scott. Scott, if we can kind of start off, you know, and letting us know and our audience members know about Alongside. What exactly is the platform and what is the vision of that platform? Yeah, well, uh, first, um, thanks again for just having us here and also putting a spotlight on adolescent mental health. Um, students are struggling. And so we just want to try to be a part of the solution. Um, so again, thank you to you for inviting us here today. Uh, so I think big picture and we know students are struggling. It doesn't matter really what data you look at, whether it's the CDC, YRBS data, whether it's a state-specific data set you're looking at. Um, you know, what Alongside is doing is, is it's an app and it's a low-cost and effective tier one mental health solution. So as schools are thinking about in our, in our strategy, kind of an MTSS model of how are we supporting students, you know, we got kind of our tier one universal support. We got our tier two, tier three support. Well, when you're thinking about a tier one resource that's scalable and effective and meeting students where they're at, that's what the alongside app is. Oh, I love the way that you worded that. I'm a big proponent, you know, of MTSS, the tier one support. And I absolutely love this. I mean, even on your website, it tells you right up, right in the middle, right front and center, I should say you know, tier one support. And that is something that is wonderful. And in the pre-chat, I was talking to uh, Dr. Clark and I was just letting him know just how amazing this is to be able to get that support in an easy, accessible way, such as your device right here. And we'll get into that a little later because I, I kind of shared some things with him as far as, you know, at least my experience and working with parents as well and trying to educate parents. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but Dr. Clark, uh, alongside, you know, tell us a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about that tier one support and what the goal is for, um, you know, help improve or help support student mental health. Sure. Well, I think that, you know, our primary goal is to meet students where they're at. And we know that students are really connected to their technology and their devices. And, and so one way we're, we're trying to kind of address student mental health in general is through interacting with them where they're at. So whether that's on their iPad or their iPhone or their tablet or their Chromebook, they have the ability to gain some access to uh, mental health resources and uh, kind of a conversational space. So it is a chatbot where students can come in with questions or challenges that they're experiencing and we're able to respond in a in a safe and uh, empathetic way you know and that is so great you know and the reason that i mentioned that too is because it's very difficult 
oftentimes, now I, I see it from the other side as being an instructional technologist for my district. I work a lot with parents and we'll do what we call Technology Tuesdays with parents where parents will come in. I talk to them mainly about digital citizenship, digital literacy, just, you know, being cautious what, you know, their son or daughter, you know, are putting up on, you know, social media, things that may affect them in the future, things of that sort. And I try to educate parents uh, and giving them resources, giving them little, uh, you know, articles and literature so they can read, so they can have those conversations at home. Because for myself, it's like, if you have that communication at home, it makes things a little bit easier to, you know, build that, that community, build that trust. But like I was telling Scott on the pre-chat, I was talking to Dr. Clark and in my area, I kind of grew up, you know, with my parents being like, no, you better not do that. No, I'm going to take that away. No, this isn't right. And it, it was more of the no, but there was never the why. And so I know that that could be very difficult at times with, uh, you know, coming and speaking openly to your parent saying like, hey, this is, these are some of the struggles that I'm going through. But when I saw the app and I tried it out, I was like, this is something that is wonderful, low barrier to entry, but with so much wonderful content for the student to be able to dive into and find something to help meet their needs in a safe space per se, without having to, you know, go and talk to a parent. Maybe they don't feel comfortable yet, but this could be something that can help them and then, you know, go ahead and have those conversations and so on. So I, I absolutely love that. So I hope that all of our listeners will definitely go and check that out. I know that I'll be sharing the link here in the chat, uh, but I'm really excited about that. So talking about that, you know, as far as device agnostic, being able to go using any device, that's a big plus. So for school districts that are out there that are kind of like, well, we don't have those devices or iOS devices, it's device agnostic and you can access on anything. Now, I want to ask, um, you know, with this app, how do you see this or maybe through some of the, the, the you know, experiences that you've seen districts use, how has this helped the school staff as far as, you know, with, we're talking about counselors, administrators, mm -hmm. and teachers that are like, quote unquote, we say in the front lines seeing this, mm -hmm. how has this been able to help? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take this, Fonz. Uh, um, so part of my responsibility is that alongside is working directly with our school and district partners. And so oftentimes where we start, sometimes it's at the superintendent level. Sometimes it's at the assistant soup or director of student services level. And what they're really looking for, they're like, we know students are struggling. We're looking for this resource that not only are students going to like and want, but also something that's helping our counselors who are really struggling right now. And so I think I'm sure all listeners to this podcast are probably aware that the ASCA, the American School Counselor Association ratio or recommended ratio is 250 to one. It's 250 students to one counselor. And the national average in America right now is 408 to one. And so, you know, for our perspective, we're constantly thinking about how do we make this an app that students love? 90% of students who use the app report that like, they really enjoy it. And school counselors, what we're trying to do is we're trying to save them time. And so all our counselor staffs are saying, hey, you know how we usually spend 90% of our time 
like 10% of students was frequent flyers. Hmm. Well, now frequent flyers are using the app. And counselors are coming on Monday morning where they're usually reserving hours to work with their frequent flyers. And they're like, those kids are like, actually, I'm talking to the llama. I'm good. And so those counselors are saying, I got my time back so I could start working and focusing on things I never actually get to go. So that's what we're hearing and what we're excited about. You know, and that really excites me, Scott, because as we know, you know, coming from December on out these past six months, talking about AI and we've seen so many platforms and countless guests that I've had and on, on the show, really what I've seen is the, what they're trying to do is really give teachers the time back. And in this case, hearing that you're giving counselors that time back to as well is very important. There is a creator that I follow on TikTok. Um, she was a former counselor and Sutter and when I heard her podcast and her story, like you mentioned, you know, the average is 408 right now per mm -hmm. counselor. She says she was dealing with 650 students, you know, in that particular year. And she was juggling like a hundred plates, you know, they're all spinning at the same time. And it was just getting very overwhelming because like you mentioned, aside from uh, talking to the students that are, you know, me, you mentioned the, the freaking flyers, you mentioned, you know, maybe students that are new. And then on top of that, all of the counselor responsibilities, when do you really have that time to dive in deeper into the work that they need mm -hmm. to be doing? And I'm just not talking about the paperwork, but really mm -hmm. bringing out those lessons and going in deeper. I mean, mm -hmm. this is something that is great. And I love to hear that, that mm -hmm. the goal is to help give those counselors that time back to really work with the students. So that's wonderful. And so, uh, Dr. Hayes, in response to that too as well, like you, we just heard right now, you know, I'm talking to the llama. Tell us a little bit about what uh, Alongside can do and how it integrates that part of it, that mental health site that students can access, how that kind of ties in still to that additional support that counselors can offer. Sure. Well, as, as, as Scott was mentioning, our kind of character uh, is a llama and the llama is the, the, the voice behind the chatbot. And uh, we like to think that the, the llama's personality is somewhere between like a adult therapist and a peer, a student peer. So it has that kind of voice. And uh, so it creates kind of a safe place for conversation, but then also identifies student skills, kind of elicits those from the students as well. And then when needed, can provide some additional coping skills and, and supports. Um, and then from there, one of the bridges that we can have between uh, the bot and uh, the schools is students walk away with an action card, which lists out their strengths, which lists out the skills that they've learned and a plan for continuing, continuing with it into their week which then can be shared if the student wants with their school counselor or, or staff person. And so it, it's hoping that the conversation can continue, but has been started um, at a low lift for, for school staff. You know, it, it, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna add on one more thing, Franz, is Clark hit on this idea that like we're providing the universal support at tier one level, students get access, it's personalized, but we are also want to be an on-ramp. 
in students need more help. So the reason why Alongside works exclusively with schools is one from an equity perspective. A lot of times the students that need the help don't have credit card, don't have access to resources to go buy this thing. So one, schools are a great channel to the students that really need the most. Two is we're not going to solve every problem. And so if we can be that first level that on-ramps you to an empathetic adult and trained professional in your building, then we're really helping you. And so that's uh, kind of how we think about why it's so important to work with schools. Yeah, no, and I agree with you because everything that you both said, just really, if you saw me like on my expressions, I just got so excited because this is really what I see that we need more of. And as much as we talk about it, you know, and I'm speaking here personally, as we talk about it, it just seems like we're just talking and really there's no action. And that's why when you said, you know, right now when the students are able to access it alongside and the fact that they're able to get started into looking to meet their needs. And I love that you said that it'll personalize, you know, it'll get some of your likes, you know, and kind of cater to what it is that you're looking for and that you need. And it customizes that. That is something that is so important and that that conversation comes up so many times here on the podcast, no matter what it is that we're presenting, because even myself coming from a business background and going into teaching, I realized I had 27 different customers that are not buying algebra the same way. So I had to sell it to each one in their own way that met their needs. But I love this with the mental health aspect, which is so important that a student can go in here confidently with a low barrier to entry. And Scott, you hit something straight on to as well, that equity level where everybody can have access at school. That is so important and that is wonderful. And the fact that it gives you an action card, there's actionable, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. there's action that can be taken. That is huge because again, many times, we know that counselors are overloaded and bombarded with some other tasks. We call them other duties as assigned. And it could be very difficult to get some students in that may be needing that help immediately. And this can be a solution to that. So I absolutely love that. Now, what, you know, talking about this, can you tell me just a little bit, if you don't mind, or maybe something that you are able to share? maybe some testimonials or what you've seen as far as maybe a school district using this and maybe how their the feedback that you've received from their counselors. Yeah. Um, I'll maybe, uh, Clark, I'll kick off um, high level what we're hearing and maybe you want to touch on some of what we're hearing specifically in the app yeah. from students or from our 15 high school interns uh, that are working it alongside this summer. Um, so I'll just kick off uh, a good, I think, example is this past year we started working with Irving ISD right in the um Dallas Metroplex and you know like like most school districts in America uh, they're like hey our students are struggling and we're looking for new tier one mental health support resources they're really meeting students where they're and what that means it's 24 7 personalized giving a safe space and so the test that they wanted to run this year is like okay we're looking forward to the next school year this past spring, they're like, well, let's just like test it with a couple of kids at four of our middle schools. And they're thinking like, I don't know, maybe 20, 50 kids at each school or something trying out the llama. And in two weeks or three weeks, I think they had 42% of all the students at all four schools 
on and using alongside. And so over the course of the next two months, 10,000 mental health chat exercises. So a student opening up an app about an issue, being connected to an exercise designed by Clark and our other clinicians, going through a two or three minute evidence-informed exercise occurred in two months. And so this is what that school district staff with their fingers was able to turn on. And we met with them know, a couple of months ago. And so Anna Ibarra, she's a principal at Bowie Middle School. She talked about, I think about systems as a principal. I think about RTI, I think about MNTSS. What are we doing and how are we making investments in tier one, tier two, tier three? She was like, this is the first level of defense for our struggling students. That's what this means to me. We talked to the counselors there, Lady Bird and De Zavala, and they were talking about how, like, this is a game changer. Like, this is a lifesaver. Not only am I able to save time, but we're also kind of identifying a couple of kids that we didn't realize were needing help. Or in their case, we're having trouble as a counselor communicating with their students because maybe I'm not fluent in Spanish and a lot of our students are Spanish. Students can talk it in up to 60 languages with the alongside lullaby. So it's like you can, you can talk about your feelings in your, in your native language too. So these are some of the things that we're hearing from our partners' funds. And uh, Clark, maybe I'd love you to just share what we're hearing in the app from our teams and maybe what our interns are telling us. For sure. Yeah. No, I think that we've been, we've been getting lots of good feedback. You know, I, I tagged a few that we saw come in. Um, one student wrote, like, I liked how you helped me plan a conversation I've been dreading all week. Um, and I feel comfortable talking with you. Um, and also uh, appreciation that it connected them to kind of existing resources like the Trevor Project or Access and Crisis Lines um, and safety plans if, if needed. Um, so those are just a couple of things that we're, we're hearing from the students using the app. Um, and then we, as Scott mentioned, we have 15 high school interns uh, spending part, part, a portion of their summer with us and they're helping uh, kind of gain insight into the student experience of using the app what they feel like they need uh, as far as those supports. And then they've also had the, uh, the uh, opportunity to, to construct and develop some of the, the chat modules as well. And, uh, you know, I think generally speaking, there's this kind of sense of, I wish I've had access to this for longer. Um, and uh, I think that this is going to be helpful for me and for uh, my fellow students within the schools, so. Um, Excellent. I mean, you've hit on so many great points. So let me uh, bring in a question. Brian Carpenter is still joining us here and he's posting this right here. And maybe we'll go, we'll start with Clark. I mean, I'm sorry, we'll start with Scott first. He's, he's asking here, how can alongside be used by a classroom teacher short term and long term in conjunction with our counseling department? Yeah, great question, Brian. Um, so I'll share uh, what we're hearing uh, from our classroom teachers. So um, we, we've talked about a lot. So we're not only working with counseling departments, but classroom teachers. And what our classroom teachers tell us is that like, we're, we want to help our kids, but we're also looking for something that doesn't compete against instructional time. And so usually what my school is coming to with is like one more thing, one more lesson. Here's some more direct instruction. And so the alongside app, what we're hearing from them, they're like, 
hey, that's something like I can, I have a win. I can tell you to go do something and it doesn't require any lift by me as that classroom teacher. And more importantly, what we're hearing is, you know, a lot of my students are dysregulated in class. We're struggling. And the line is long in the counseling office or I'm, there's friction with having leave the room. I'm actually using part of my classroom as like, just go on your Chromebook, go on your iPad. Maybe if you have your phone, just chat with the llama for two or three minutes, come and re-engage with class when you're done. So those are what we're hearing in the short term. I think what we're also hearing, and this is more of a little bit of long-term, is sometimes there's friction between classroom teachers and counselors. Are we pulling out kids? Are we keeping them in class? Are we really? And so we're actually finding it as like this really helpful bridge between these two departments that have slightly different priorities, but like, let's all be on the same page of kids want to get mental health support that's personalized, that's accessible, and feels safe and confidential. And we'll give it to them. And so that's a bridge that we're helping grow there too. So hopefully that answers that question a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That it was just so spot on. And Brian also had another question. At, you know, he was talking about subscriptions. You know, is there a classroom subscription compared to a school subscription or I guess district subscription? Yeah, currently we're just doing more of like, um, uh, you typically it's a school-based rollout. Um, some schools are starting and they're still wanting to dip their toe in. So we're doing like partial school rollouts. Sometimes that's a good like test in your first year to be like, hey, we're just working with our ninth graders or something like that. So um, I think the simple answer to Brian is we work with the schools, either a district thinking about a school or a school principal on their teams, and then just having a conversation about what their goals are and making sure we have the right partnership in place. Perfect. Excellent. Well, I wanted to ask now, um, Dr. Clark, you know, kind of talking a, a little bit about this and this could be that first line of defense to me. And of course, the way that Scott described it, being able to be used within the classroom for students and meet students' needs as well. I want to ask you because myself included, right now I actually have the app open and I'll actually bring it up a little bit. That way our guests that are joining live and Brian who's joining live can kind of see the dashboard and see what's happening. And of course, for audience members that'll be re-watching this on YouTube, you know, they can see and kind of get familiar with, uh, you know, what what is there because I was blown away. So I want to ask you, Dr. Clark, the thought process of this, you know, obviously we're trying to work on being that first line, that tier one, how, what was the thought process as far as the type of content that you're putting in here? I would like to know, how did you source that out as far as, okay, we need to make sure that we have this and this available. We're having some students, you know, what, you know, what was the research that was followed for the content that was put in here? Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll speak to that, you know, when we first launched the app, we developed um, chats for kind of main topic areas, main issue areas, whether that is school anxiety um, around sleep or around friendships. And then as students started interacting with the app, they typed in, you know, what they're, what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with. And then we actually gathered that, that student input and prioritize and develop new chats based on what students are asking for. So in, in a big way, it's very student driven as far as um, what we're developing and what we're developing first with both the, the need, but also kind of the clinical concept behind it um, as well. I hope yeah. that, I hope that makes sense. 
Yes. No, no, no. It absolutely does. And, you know, like I said, what I'm going to do right now, if you don't mind, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen because honestly, you know, it, it's, I get excited about a lot of ad tech, but I get more excited about ad tech that I can see is and can make a difference, you know, right from the get-go and from what we've been talking about and from what I've learned since I think we initially uh, got in contact, Scott, maybe, you know, at the end of May or early June, you know, when I first started seeing the app, I'm just really blown away with the content. So it definitely deserves to be put here in the spotlight. So let me go ahead and just present and we can kind of just talk about those pieces um, here. And let me go ahead and go here. All right. There we go. So, of course, you would go into your login screen. I was able to log in here just through through using my SSO or Gmail account. You know, so again, device agnostic. It's on my Windows machine. I was able to easily log in on my phone too as well. And, of course, with Chromebooks. So they're really, like I mentioned, one of the, the things that I love that Alongside does is that it removes that barrier to entry where now school districts, you know, don't have to worry of, oh, well, we don't have uh, Apple devices or no, we only have Windows and so on. Because again, we want to provide, or actually, I shouldn't say we, Alongside wants to provide that tier one support for the students. And I think that is so important. So let's go ahead and Scott, just kind of walk us through this dashboard that I've been using. And, you know, we talked about the llama a lot in here. We see the beautiful llama that is uh, showing up here. So tell us a little bit about what we see here on this uh, page and I'll go ahead and navigate as you need me to. Totally, totally. So um, Fonz, uh, for, all, for all listeners out there, viewers, this is a demo account that any single school counselor, administrator, teacher in the country can sign up for to play with the app. And we let you play it around with it because like, you're gonna know best, like is this something that's gonna help our kids? So um, I'm sure we'll share the link or whatnot and encourage all your viewers to download and play with it themselves. You just need an email address. I think the right way to think about alongside is 80% of the time, students are spending their time talking to the llama. About 25% of the time, and that'll be like, let's do it right there. Um, we'll go a little bit later, but just so people know, maybe we'll just go back really quickly. About 25% of the time, students are going to the activities right there. And this is more of like the browse experience. This is more of like the one-stop shop of curated videos, journal activities, stories of other teens talking about what they're going through. So when you're a school counselor or you're a staff member saying like, I found this one random YouTube video, or here's 17 different links to go to. Kids are like, what? How am I going to remember all this? Like, why isn't it just in one place that I can go and search by trouble area or whatnot. But I think, you know, go ahead. I encourage everybody to play around with it, but I think where we should spend most of our time is actually in the chat experience. So you go back to chat and um, maybe what we do is, maybe Fonz, we just have you go through and start talking. And, um, you know, I think uh, what's here is um, what actually just helped happen there, and we'll talk about it. Why don't we just jump in for a second? And Fonz, you said hello. And when you said hello, we're actually waiting for you as a student to tell if something's going on here. So because our technology didn't identify any issue area, we're like, hey, what's really going on? And so, uh, Clark, why don't you jump in and talk about when 
Fonz just said, I need some help with my anxiety. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What What are we doing there? What yes. kind of technology are we using? And where are we actually, what are we, what are we doing? And, yeah. Dr. Clark, real quick, let me just interject. Like, okay. So again, I know for our audience members that are catching us live or catching this, but also for our audience members that are going to be listening to this, we've opened up the demo app and there is the chat feature. And currently right now, you know, it'll welcome you. So uh, for example, I signed on with my Gmail account to the demo account. So it's Maya Tech Live. So it'll say, hey, Maya Tech, what's going on? And then I just simply typed in hello and it says, hey there, I hear you. Let's get back to it. What else is on your mind? So again, maybe because I just kind of wanted to start a conversation. And again, this is a great way. And I can see students really using this in a very effective way where, again, maybe the, they're just scared to reach out to that adult in the first place. And this is what, again, seeing this easy access for students to be able to type in and just really find that first layer of support. And then so I in, immediately after it asked me what to help me with, I put, I need some help with my anxiety. So maybe I have a test that's coming up, but I just simply put anxiety. And then it says, I understand Dealing with anxiety can be really tough and I am here to help. And then it gives me some options where it's kind of like a choose your own adventure where it'll ask, help me with health or let's talk about something else. So Dr. Clark, walk us through this process and the way that alongside just kind of helps us as a student, if I was in this role or even as an adult using this, would be able to feel at ease and comfortable to open up and be able to find that help that I need. Yeah, for certain. So, you know, within a single kind of chat experience that alongside uh, a couple of different resources are being used, the vast majority of the interactions that you're having within the bot are designed by our clinical team, written scripts. But when you first start out with a chat, uh, we have two additional things that are working behind the scenes. One is our proprietary uh, uh, large, our, uh, our model, our AI model, right? Which is right now uh, functioning as our issue detection. So it's listening to what you're saying and trying to figure out um, which of a list of categories are you, are you bringing up right now? So you brought up anxiety. So it's detecting that it's an anxiety issue or, or a health issue. And then uh, from there, we, you know, we're going to ask you, you know, what are you needing right now? Are you, are you seeking some advice or help, right? Are you just needing to get your mind off of it? Or are you just needing to talk about it a bit, right? Are you just needing to chit chat? And so we have this kind of three tiered pathway. Um, and advice or help, is, what you just clicked on is kind of like our, I would say our, our secret sauce, right? That this is um, a, um, action step skill building uh, intervention that you've just gone into and so now you get a little bit more choice on these are the topics where chats have been developed all right so real quick i just wanted to add this as soon as i go in through click teachers if you're looking at this district leaders or just uh, you know just administrative leaders this right here can be a real game changer as dr clark is explaining you know, in the way that this is modeled using their la large language model, you know, their AI, 
for a student to be able to do this, and very much so like Scott mentioned in the classroom, oftentimes in my experience, I know that I would have uh, particular students that I knew were kind of maybe feeling a little bit antsy or a little bit anxious because it was time for a test and so on. At the time, this didn't exist, but I did have my purple folder. And my purple folder was my folder where I would, you know, give to this particular student and say, hey, can you take this to the front office for me? But the front office staff knew what the purple folder was, and it was just a way to help my student and give them a break and a little mental break, just give them a walk and just be able to come back and, you know, just feel a little bit better. But the fact that you can have access to this on the Chromebook device in the classroom or whatever device it is, to be able to go through these steps and get actionable steps right then and there without getting pulled out and maybe losing some time and so on. This is something that we really need to look into. And, you know, as we're going through this and Dr. Clark is explaining this and Scott is explaining this, I, I am really blown away with this experience. Hopefully you guys that are listening on Spotify will definitely go and check out the video and check out the demo because it's definitely going to be worth your time. So I'm um, sorry, go ahead. I and just jump in real quick. Yes, of course. For the audience, especially those viewing, you know, Clark's going to take us through and say, what's the nuts and bolts of this interaction? But for practitioners in schools that are listening, like use cases we're hearing, I'm a student hiding in the bathroom. I go and use this. I'm in advisory class. So we're doing a warm-up exercise. And when I go through this as a kid, so it's personal answer for me. There's five kids sitting in front of me to go see my counselor. So my counselor actually has a protocol now that I get on the alongside app and start working through my issue before I even go and see him or her. So these are some of the scenarios and how we're seeing this implemented in schools. And so I just want to tee that up as, you know, our, our audience is thinking about where might this work? How might this meet a kid where they're at? And then it, it kind of what we're seeing. So anyways, I'll yeah. turn it to you, Clark, and, you know, maybe get into the nuts and bolts of what's here. Sure. Yeah. So what, what you've kind of gone into right here is a, a kind of a psychoeducation focused module. Uh, because you didn't mention specifically what was causing you anxiety, it's gone down a track that is a bit more general uh, about, about anxiety or about health. Um, if you had said that you were having stress about a test, then it, then your, the track that you would have gone on or the options you would have been given would have been more tailored to kind of that academic experience. Or if you were saying that you had stress with family, then it would be more specific to family and home life. Um, and so that's kind of adaptively like the, the different possible pathways. You happen to go down um, a, a general psychoed uh, option. And, you know, this is, like you mentioned, Scott and uh, Dr. Clark, I, I, honestly, I'm just really uh, blown away by this. I absolutely love what I'm seeing and the response, uh, the response by the Lama to just be able to put in and either chit chat or go dive in deep and specific into what it is that's happening. But the fact that at the end here, it, it I just put in general, hey, I just want to learn more about anxiety. Maybe like I just need to know what I'm feeling, what's mm -hmm. happening. And then the llama responded with, hey, here's a quick overview of what anxiety anxiety really is. Let's have a look together. And it gives me a video where I can go and find that specific thing that I'm looking for. And this for me 
is just something that is amazing. In my 16 years of education and everything that we have gone through, and it seems like, you know, we know, I'm a firm believer, there's nothing new under the sun and we kind of just cycle through, but this right here can definitely make a difference and a huge impact within our student community and, and a parent community and everybody in the learning community, which includes administrators and of course, district level leaders because of what is available here. And so this is really a game changer, gentlemen. I'm, I'm being very honest. And mm. the fact that I can see this as a use case here in our district and in any district, I'm glad that you put this product out because this is something that is very much needed. And the, what it's offering for the students and that getting that immediate support, it's wonderful. And the way that it ties into, obviously, we've talked about the school leadership and the experiences that you've had have been great. So here's a question too. This is a great question by Brian who says here, is there a record of student chats that the trusted adults can see? Flags sent to trusted adults. Maybe there's a topic, maybe there's something there that, you know, may be a cause for concern that an adult, you know, a counselor can be immediately alerted to. Yeah, I'll take that one quickly. Great question, Brian. Um, I think, um, so first of all, around, is there like a history of chats? So one, we keep a history of all chat in this safe space and it's primarily for students. So you can look back, you can see what you've been talking about. You can review your previous action cards because you're spotting patterns. You know, a lot of times you're maybe, oh shoot, I've already gone through this as well. Um, by default, that's private and confidential, but this is a FERPA and COPA compliant project. Um, app as well too. So parents and schools do have access. It just requires but if there's any reason to look into access, parents and schools do have access. I think that's one. Two is um, if there's any severe issues that the students are opening up about. You know, I mean, coming back to some of the information that this community is probably well aware of, I had the CDC use risk behavioral uh, survey as of two years ago said 20% of high school students in America are experiencing suicidal ideation. One in every five high school students thinking potentially about hurting themselves, either passively or actively. Um, we see much smaller, smaller, smaller percentages of kids actually opening up in the app about this. But if a student does open up about thoughts of hurting themselves, thoughts of hurting someone else, or abuse, um, we have safety protocols that kick off. And these were developed in consultation with the Columbia Lighthouse Project. And for those individuals who are familiar with the Columbia Lighthouse Project, they have defined the gold standard of kind of like six question assessment of understanding risk levels. And so we're following best practices to make sure that we're connecting students as quickly as possible to the appropriate level of help. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. So hopefully, Brian, that'll answer that question there as, of course, you know, we want to make sure we're all about our student well-being and safety at all times. But again, you know, from what I'm seeing here, you know, the ease of use, number one, the accessibility from any device, uh, what it offers, and of course, the activities that it has. I mean, to just be able to go through a playlist, I think you've made this easy enough for students to be able to find resources on their own or can be guided to certain resources there, you know, that 
really meet their needs. And again, going back to working with the counselors, you know, this can really help alleviate some of those uh, issues where we mentioned we've got the students that frequently visit, you know, that Monday morning, every time they're scheduled there, now they can go ahead and take a little bit of that ownership and be able to learn more kind of on their own, still with an action plan, and then be able to come back and talk to the counselor and say, hey, check out what I learned in alongside. So this is what it told me. This is what I did. I learned this technique, you know, for relaxation, and I find that it works very well for me. And then, you know, easing that workload a bit, but then now the counselors can dive in deeper into really talking about more, I guess, going in deeper into some of the either mental health issues or some of the lessons that they have, but they've got this component that comes alongside their students every day. I absolutely love it. So thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, so I wanted to ask Scott, uh, Dr. Clark, we'll start off with Scott first. Are there any, you know, based on your feedback and the work that you've done with certain districts already, you know, are there any yeah, and based on that feedback, are there any future developments that we can expect from alongside to continue to enhance uh, the platform? Yeah, I'd say our overarching priorities is how do we continue to do a better and better job of meeting students with the mental health support that they want? And that idea of want is a really, really important one. We all know people need things. People need curriculum. They need help, need support. But when we're diagnosing why something's falling flat, why a lesson isn't working, why something, it, you only have to go back to like, is this what someone wants? So alongside it's focused on personalized 24-7 safe space. So just continuing to make that a place that's safe and, and, and resources that students want. I think that's priority area number one. Our 15 high school interns are literally, I think, in two weeks' time, they're delivering product pitches to our company. They've each researched like ideas of improvement and they're going to pitch to our company like, let's do this. What if the llama does this? These kinds of things. And I think on the second side is how do we save counselors and staff time and help them achieve their goals of spending more time with students, being excited about their job and whatnot. And we're already making such inroads in that, but I think continuing to work with our partners and say like, what's the best way of doing this and saving you 30 minutes a day instead of 25 minutes a day and just being a tool that's really like your co-pilot or your assistant that's getting you time back to spend more time on other things you need to do. So those are the two big investment areas. I love that. I love that. Dr. Clark, how about on your side as far as you know, the resources that are available to the students, any developments there as far as, you know, maybe uh, based on feedback improvements that we can look forward to, um, you know, maybe in this coming year or maybe in the months to come? Yeah, for certain. So every month we're putting out new chat modules that respond to different issues. And at the same time, each month we're reviewing all of our existing chats and updating them based on student feedback and different things that have come up kind of clinically. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, you know, we're, we're also really trying to expand our ability to continue the conversation with a student get on a given topic and how to support new habits or, or applying those tools in their day-to-day -day life. 
So right now we're, we've, we've, we have focused on skill building, but then now we're, we're looking more to like habit formation and like long-term preferred changes in behavior. Uh, That's another area of interest and development for us right now. Excellent. Well, I am really excited. Thank you so much, Scott, for being here. Thank you so much, Dr. Clark. This has definitely been an insightful conversation. And really, I am really excited and thrilled about what it is that you are doing, seeing the problem, you know, or the big problem or the big issue that we have in many schools today and finding a solution, again, easy to access, low barrier, device agnostic. And and the fact that as a school, you know, if you get this subscription, students can log in from home because they have their account, you know, maybe they don't want to do anything at school, but maybe they have an issue on a weekend. Maybe they have an issue when there's no counselor around. The fact that you're able to get that help immediately and find a tier one, maybe possible solution where you just have a simple conversation like we just demoed here and you're able to learn about yourself and what's happening, you know, maybe through anxiety or any other issues that may be happening is a game changer. Like you mentioned, giving counselors their time back and being able to focus on all students, uh, you know, and give them that same attention also as well. What I loved about this, Scott, too, as well, that you mentioned is the fact that students can do this in the classroom rather than oftentimes the teacher like, hey, you know, you need to go, you know, you're, you're causing, you know, and I've been there. It's like, hey, you're a little yeah. hard to handle right now. But hey, yeah. you know what? Get on your device, get on the Chromebook and, you know, let's see what we can do with alongside. And like you said, in the classroom, three to five minutes, maybe the student is like, okay, this is exactly what it is that I needed and you're ready to go and also gives an action plan. And so this is hitting on so many different levels that I can see this just being something holistically, something that is great for not only the classroom itself, but for a school and a district altogether. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing, the thought process, the designing of this and with the overall arching goal that you have in vision. I definitely see alongside going a long way and of course, coming alongside many students near you in your districts for sure. So Scott, thank you so much, Dr. Clark. I really appreciate all your insight. But gentlemen, before we go, and I don't know if you're familiar with our podcast, we always love to end the podcast with three questions. So just to kind of set you up, because just in case you weren't familiar with this part of the segment, question number one, Uh, just to give some context, Superman was weakened by kryptonite. Okay. So Mm -hmm. kryptonite was uh, that, that pain point for Superman. So we'll start off with Dr. Clark. Dr. Clark, I want to ask you in the current state of education and in the mental health side of it, since this is more on your side, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? Sure. Yeah, it seems very applicable to a, a person named Clark uh, to be talking about kryptonite. Um, I, uh, I would say the biggest kryptonite is to figure, you know, to come up with the best way to design an interactive experience that feels comfortable and accessible for a wide range of students, middle school and high school. So I think that that a creative way that meets everyone where they're at mm-hmm. is definitely uh, an area of challenge that I think we're overcoming. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. 
Scott, I'm turning it over to you. What would you say is your current edu kryptonite? And I just want to make sure I understand the question correctly. So is it like, is it like the kryptonite that solving an no. ill or a challenge, or it's more like, ah, the thing that weakens. That's me, the right? one, Scott. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, thing that weakens okay. you, maybe whether it's, uh, you know, a 100%. phrase or a practice yeah. that you're kind of like, it just causes 100%, me to. It's trying to do too much, trying to do too much and focus on too many things. Like I've seen people who can multitask and go from one thing to another. I mean, I will slow down into a grinding stop. I think for me, especially here at Alongside, it's just trying to stay focused on one, maybe two things. And just focusing there and trying to remove the distractions. Perfect. Too much is my kryptonite for sure. There you go. Excellent. Great answer. And before we go on to the next question, I just want to add Brian's comment here. It says, uh, so good. Appreciate the work that you are doing for students. And he says, up here in Canada, we got lots of mental health issues going on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brian, I would recommend you get on Twitter, connect with Alongside, and connect with uh, Scott. Also, he's on Twitter. And maybe you can get a conversation going and see what can be done. So definitely recommend that. All right. Question number two. And this time, we will go ahead and start with uh, Scott first is if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I would have a billboard and I'm promoting mentorship. It's school-based mentorship. So I, I volunteer uh, every Thursday at a local uh, school district here in Providence, Rhode Island. And I work with a young man and uh, we play basketball we play video games. I'm just like his reprieve and I'm something consistent in his life. And so I know recruiting mentors is difficult. The impact is huge. Um, so I think a billboard promoting uh, school-based mentorship and getting people who are in schools coming in uh, 30 minutes, 60 minutes a week and spend time in a young kid's life would be awesome. Great. Great answer. Thank you. That's very unique. I haven't heard that one. So thank you for sharing that. Dr. Clark, how about yourself? What would your billboard say and why? Yeah, I think if I was to have an opportunity to put a billboard together, it would have to incorporate ways of bringing humor into everyday life um, and sharing humor between people. Uh, I think that there's a, there's a lot of mental health strategies out there, and I think one of the most simple way is sharing a laugh. Um, and so it would say something along the lines of the importance of sharing a laugh and then maybe maybe a cute animal. And just like a, you know, some sort of cute phrase, like, what's up, you yeah, know, uh, just like ways of sharing laughter between, between friends. Love it. Great, great answer. And actually I was thinking the billboard could just say, Hey, share a laugh. And like you mentioned, just have that design in the background. I absolutely love that. Great. All right. And the last question, and this time we'll start off with, uh, Dr. Clark. The last question is, is there a hobby that you have or maybe a favorite activity that you have that if you could, you can turn that into your profession? What would it be? Um, yes, there is. And I, and I have hope that it will be my next profession after, after counseling work. And um, my dad and I started scuba diving when I was 12 years old. Uh, and so my next career, maybe early retirement, like kind of a, a work, reti working retirement is definitely to be a, a scuba instructor, 
for for uh, teens and young adults. Awesome, great. That's the, I I love that. Very, that's the first time we get a scuba diver in here, so that's great. Thank you so much for sharing, Scott. How about yourself? A hobby or profession that, if you could turn into a professional career, uh, what would it be? Uh, maybe like a six-year-old soccer coach. Um, probably be what I'd want to do. I guess maybe coaching soccer or just coaching little kids. I think in general on anything, it's something I've done for the last couple of years with my daughter and, uh, I don't know, I think I'm pretty decent at it. And it's just like, it's fun to be present with yeah. kids who are kind of like not yet at that competitive age. And therefore it doesn't matter if it's soccer or basketball and whatnot. It's just about like, we're here to learn how to have fun or listen, you know, so if there was a career in basically uh, a full-time coaching, you know, four to six-year-old kids playing sports, maybe that's what I'd want to do. Perfect. That's wonderful. Well, I, I do want to give you some insight. I do have a former student of mine, great soccer player here in this region. Her dad is, again, well, he's a part-time, I guess, part-time, full-time soccer coach. He has his little soccer academy. Well, actually not little, big soccer academy that he runs, uh, you know, in the after school hours and everything. So that, that's what he's doing too as well. So, hey, you know, maybe there there is something to that as the popularity of soccer is continually to increase, you know, at, at growing yeah. rates around here, around everywhere in the world, you know. So, yeah, you never know. I could definitely see that. Well, thank you again, as always, for being an amazing guest. Thank you so much for sharing your heart your work and your passion with us through alongside too as well continue the work that you're doing because you definitely have something great and i am excited to hear about all of your success stories that you've had and i'm also excited to hear that uh, uh, here a local valley area school that neighbors our district is jumping on on alongside and i definitely am going to probably be, be reaching out to them here locally just to see how things are going because this is something that needs to uh, we need that help. There, There's no other yeah. way of putting it. I'm just going to be honest. We definitely need that help. And with a tier one platform like yours, we can definitely do some great things and give that access to our students that normally wouldn't have access. So thank you for the work that you're doing alongside. I really appreciate you all. And for all our audience members that watch this live uh, or will be re-watching this on the replay on our uh, webpage, Thank you, as always, from the bottom of my heart for making my EdTech life what it is today. Please make sure you go to our website at myedtech.life, myedtech.life, where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 211 amazing episodes with educators and creators that you can take some knowledge nuggets from and sprinkle on to what you are already doing great. And if you'd love to be part of our mission, you can go ahead and visit our merch store as well, where you can get yourself some My EdTech Life swag. And as you know, all of that goes back into our show so we can bring you some amazing guests and amazing conversations. And again, just to get you excited about what is happening in education, what other companies and platforms and people are doing to help make our education space a lot better. So thank you as always from the bottom of my heart and my friends, don't forget until next time, stay techie.